Hey everyone, welcome to God, Growth, and Gaff. We are three guys in our 20s that discuss building and developing small church ministry. Join us as we DIY big dreams and visions for small churches together. I'm Nathan. I'm Josh. And I'm Dylan. And we are glad to have you here. What is up, everybody? Hey, we are so excited to be back for another episode. This is season two, episode three. Something like that. Something, something it's related It's not to episode that. one. That's what matters. Um, but we have a very, very special guest today. We are... <laughs> That's me laughing at that. <laughs> <laughs> we are introducing, um, for the first time, our a special guest on the podcast. And today we have Amy Corzine, our children's director. Amy, what's up? Welcome, Amy. We are glad to have you here. here. It's great. I'll say, if you thought we didn't really do anything on Mondays, now you know this is where we're spending our half of our day. Drinking coffee, having fun conversation. I love it. Figuring out how to handle the technology to get this running. (laughs) And having a potential gas leak over in the office. You know, just a typical Monday. (laughs) Yeah, we are are right now um, in not our normal scheduled location. We normally recording our podcast over in our in our office space um but there's potentially a gas leak so (laughs) trying to not blow up we are over um in a different location recording today so if the if you hear a little bit of a sound difference or anything like that that's that's what it is Mm -hmm. um amy we're excited for you to be here i'm excited to be here yeah we're looking forward um you know usually what we do is just we want to offer people advice and uh, kind of our experience and perspective of doing small church ministry. Mm-hmm. And obviously you've been here longer than I'd say even the three of us, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, so yeah, before we even kind of get into any of the questions or, or pieces, we just want to know a little bit more about you. Um, how'd you get connected with Cornerstone? Kind of what's your wow. story here in the small church ministry world? Wow. Like you guys were probably in nursery when I <laughs> and all this took place. Well, I was raised Catholic. I'm born and raised in Bourbon A. Met my husband in high school, but we remet later in life. But uh, he was my high school crush. That's I was dope. like a little freshman. He was a big, cool senior. But anyway, <laughs> um, you know, he was raised Baptist. I was raised Catholic. When we got married, we decided we didn't want to raise our children in either faith. Nothing wrong. You know, I'm just, I'm just saying our choice. Um, and we were unchurched for about a year and a half of our marriage. And a friend of mine, her name was Cindy. She knew that and she was praying for us. And she said, I want to invite you to this church. I'm newly going there myself, but I really feel like you need to come and just see it for yourself. So I went alone the first time Mm. and sat with her family and I was sitting there listening to the sermon from Pastor Bob and I was getting a little irritated with my (laughs) friend because I'm like, did you tell him like some of the struggles I've been going through? Like, did you share information I entrusted you with? So I was just like sitting there like, this is not cool. Like (laughs) great sermon, but like she broke my confidence. I thought, Mm. Lo and behold, no, like it was a sermon directed at me. I even remember him looking at me once in it. And I'm like, don't look at me. You know? <laughs> it was completely spirit. 
It was like, I was meant to be here. I was meant to hear that sermon. He knew nothing about me. She was my mm. true blue, not revealing anything. Um, coming from Catholic faith, it's a very different feel coming into a church like this. Worship music was very different for me. <laughs> it, I thought, but I didn't walk out. I thought it was loud. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't understand yeah. this whole like raising the hand. Here, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw a few. Um, but I remember Tara singing and this other lady that was wonderful. Like it was, I felt so out of place, but in place. Does that make sense? Mm, like yeah. it was just yeah. so out of my norm. But I mm. felt like I think this is it. So I came home and I told CJ about it, and he said we'll go back next week. And we brought our kids. I, we only had Trevor and Rachel at the time and he got plugged in with youth group and Rachel was just a baby. But, um, yeah, we've been here a long time. That's awesome. I, I like how you said you feel out of place, but totally into place. Yeah. Cause I had, I had the same experience. I grew up in a, in a Baptist church that was very much like you might get a single hand raised to the stomach, you know, like <laughs> the, yeah, 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 like the carry the TV or um, or whatever. And I went to my friend's youth group that was a Pentecostal youth group. Vast wow. different. Yeah, it was a little bit different. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're jumping up and down yeah. and, and singing. And, you know, it was, it was a youth group band, too, so it wasn't, like, <laughs> great. But, <laughs> um, but, like, I just remember I was like, oh, this is so weird. Like, this is not what I'm used to, but I... Like you said, I felt totally like this yeah. is this is where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Um, not necessarily in a Pentecostal right. place or anything, you know, denominational wise, but just the environment of like yeah. I need to be in a place where people can actually express wa- rather than just <laughs> stand yeah. Yeah. stone faced. Yeah. Hmm. And it's like it was spirit filled. It was yeah. it was something like coming alive in me that I didn't even know existed. Yeah. Because even to that, right, there's a difference between performative worship where like, oh, I'm just doing this because everyone else is doing it yes. or because I'm fearful. Um, like I remember for myself growing up when I wasn't a Christian, uh, my grandparents would always take us to church and um, watching them, you know, worship wholeheartedly. And like you said, spirit led. And I was like, mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, do I have to do that? Versus, yeah. you know, finally becoming a Christian and realizing the difference of, no, this is the spirit moving and yeah. it's cool. Not only when you can experience that, but when you can see other people, like you can have the discerning spirit of seeing like they're genuinely worshiping yeah. too, and that's awesome. And have you have you had your hand up, not even knowing it's up, mm-hmm. like yeah, that yeah, that's not us, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, um, we have a few questions we just want to ask you. I know uh, for the people listening, they may not know you are our children's director here. Um, you tend a lot, which first we want to say thank you because <laughs> that's a field. Um, if God calls me there, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> uh, but we're thankful for you, and we know that you know you've had a large hand in, in, in the health of this church and the growth oh, of this church. Um, so thank you for that. Um, but we just wanted to ask, you know, as we jump in today, just about your experience uh, as a children's pastor, kind of what it looks like to lead. The next generation, essentially. And so um, our first question that we wanted to ask you was, how did it even happen, right? How, you know, how did you go from visiting here to getting plugged in mm-hmm. here to um, kind of receiving the call into children's mm-hmm. ministry? Kind of what was that journey for you? 
So I was a consumer for a long time. Like I didn't do anything. I didn't mm. want it. I didn't understand it. I was like, I'm not putting myself out there. I don't know enough. I didn't think to be a teacher or anything. Um, CJ too. We were both consumers for a while. So, uh, oh, this is a big thing to unpack. <laughs> um, so for a long time, we were coming to church here and CJ uh, was just going through the motions. And then he had a very spiritual moment and gave his life to Christ. And he felt we were invited to help with a church plant. And he desperately wanted to do it. Mm. And me, not so much. <laughs> I was very comfortable here. I don't like change. But I knew, like, as his helpmate, I needed to be with him. I needed to yeah. experience. I wanted to see what God was up to with mm. us, not just, you know... So we talked to Pastor, you know, we were blessed to go, you know, and we did. And it was local. And it was in Kankakee and everybody had to pitch in, you know, I would help here, you know, like a nursery and stuff, but nothing like real committal. Or like, like to I'm the degree that it's at yes. today. Yeah. So in a church plant, there's not a lot of people and you have to put <laughs> on many hats and, you know, and mm -hmm. we weren't directing anything. We were just the... Uh, the Indians to the chiefs, you know, we were helping and CJ took off like I'd never seen him before. And then I personally love kids. I've always loved kids. I've always wanted a bunch of kids. I have a bunch of kids of my own. <laughs> so like put me in kids, put me with the kids. I love to teach. I am homeschooled my kids. So I very natural for me. And one thing, like I know my spiritual gifts. I know where I lack too. And Kids is absolutely where I feel God wants me, period. Mm -hmm. Like, he just does. I know it. I don't doubt it. So I would help out, um, and I had ideas. You know, it was just like I was called to children's in the church plant, but I knew there was, like, something more coming for me. I felt mm -hmm. that. So I learned a lot. I asked a lot of questions from the other ladies and such. And then uh, it was three years, and then we found our, we were back here. We would come, like, the church service was in the evening, so we would come here for morning service. Like, we never, like, left, left. Right. So we were here for about a year, but during that year, I was completely, like, depleted from a lot of things. And I'm like, I'm back to being a consumer. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just sitting in the chair. Mm. And CJ was like, that's great, babe, but here I go. <laughs> and I don't know. I think he ended up helping with slides. I don't know. He was just, like, mm -hmm. on fire, and I was not. Mm. And it rattled me. It was like, I don't think there's anything here for me, here. Mm. And as much as I love going to ladies' events and helping my friend Kim... I never felt called to like ladies ministry. Yeah. It's just never felt called again. Love it. It's needed, but it, I'm not the leader of that. So back then when we had bulletins and such, um, they had this like every week you could like, there was like prayer needs or things that were needed in the church. And it was just like something inserted in the bulletin and it was children's director and I'm like, folded it, closed it, 
put it down on the chair. I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> and I left it. And I'm like, well, I'm not doing this. You know, I don't think, I'm sure there's other lovely ladies that are equipped to do this and Godspeed. And then the next week it was still there. And then the following week was still there. So <laughs> I then began to pray about it because I, God has worked that way with me for other things. And I knew, like, it's not leaving me. It's not mm. leaving my mind. I love kids. I love to get a project. On, you know, I love to get my hands on a project. Mm -hmm. And then by the third week, I just mentioned it to Pastor Rob. And he's like, I'm looking for a brunette, a mom that homeschools, <laughs> somebody with flexibility that could get, you know... Yeah, we all know Pastor Bob, right? <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, your, your first mistake was saying that you were interested because you know he's going to jump on that no matter what. <laughs> yeah. right. And he probably doesn't remember any of that uh -huh. conversation. But I, um, I just, at that point, I surrendered, and I'm like, Lord, if you want me to do this, I know, A, I'm not equipped, but you'll equip me, mm. and um, I want to get off the chair. Yeah, wow. So... And then it just sort of, um, yeah, it just sort of took off from there. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, hey, I'm glad. Well, that let me you say this: I kind of <laughs> wanted off the chair. I was nervous, but yeah. I'm like, I don't want to be. I can't be a like. I can't just sit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's funny to see, looking back, you saying that you know you wanted to be a consumer, and even even CJ, you know, saying that he just wanted to take a back seat at the at the beginning. Yeah, because. If you don't know, you know, if, if you're not from Cornerstone, you have no idea. But um, the Corzines run this church. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, like Cornerstone runs on They're Duncan and, and the Corzines. And yeah. so um, literally, like, like, Amy does so much for the children's, like we've been talking about, right? But as well as just helping out in, in women's ministry and uh, events that we have and family events and, and, and all these things. And then her husband is on the leadership board and is currently the one taking care of the gas leak in the other building. <laughs> <laughs> Thank and, you, CJ. And <laughs> runs slides and like just does everything. And so it's it's cool to just see how you've been kind of molded as a mm -hmm. as a family from being like, ah, we just want to sit in the seats and hang out yeah. mm. to like, oh, something needs to be done. Okay, I'll be here for however many hours a week because mm. what else are we going to do? <laughs> yeah, and that is all... God. Yeah. Because when we arrived here, I was a lapsed Christian who believed in works and I didn't even understand grace. Mm. And then to have my husband who was raised Baptist, but didn't even know the Lord, you know, like I just look back at that. I mean, this church changed us like God brought us here. And that's how I feel about everybody here. We are meant to be here yeah. and let God do the work. Just show up. You know, just show up and see what he can do. Nice. That's facts. Transitioning into uh, children's ministry itself, uh, what is the most rewarding aspect of your role here? Wow. That's, uh, it's easy, but it, there's so many things. But I have to say, when I'm teaching a lesson and I see the light bulb go off, mm. and they're, the thing about kids, um, they are very enthusiastic about Jesus. Hmm. And it's hard for that not to be contagious. Hmm. And to have kids 
see the gospel or hear the gospel, you know, like you see it come alive with them. And that like makes my cup run over when they're excited to memorize scripture. They're excited. Like we did a breakout session this Sunday and I had them pair up with somebody they didn't know. And they kind of were like, oh, really? (laughs) But then when I saw them, because we were talking about David and Jonathan and friendship, but sometimes we get so stuck in just our group of friends that we don't open up to the possibility of other friends or seeing somebody that needs a friend, how important that is to, you know, keep a lookout for that. So I had them split up and like some of the boys were with the girls and, you know, it was all, but they had such a blast. They had to make a craft together and it was a parachute with a coffee filter and pipe cleaners. And it wasn't easy. Like it looked easy, but it wasn't easy. And that, like I walked out of church yesterday, like, thank you, Lord. Cause mm. that's, those are the Sundays. Those are the lessons where God's the parachute for us. They were the little pipe cleaner person. They had to make <laughs> like a stick person, but to see like an older boy help a younger girl, you know, it's like, it was just really cool to see the things like that. When I see it clicking with them when they're getting it, when they understand that just really makes me very happy. Yeah. I I love those moments and I love camp moments, you know, where you see them worshiping and having fun and stepping out of their comfort zone, which is not hard for them. Kids, (laughs) it's not hard. They don't come in with a lot of things that we come in with. They're very, (laughs) they're real open. They're very authentic. And sometimes that can be (laughs) too much, too much. (laughs) Right. I always think it's funny when, um, when you're asking kids, right? Like, or you, you ask a, a young adult or a adult small group or a high school, you know, anything like some of the questions and, and people start to open up. And with kids, it's always like, well, my sister did this and it made me mad. And uh, it's yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you some prayer requests I've heard. I'm like, do I call the cops or do I, you know, is this like a pastoral moment where I have to grab past pastor- like kids? Hmm. They know everything. They see everything. Mm. They bring in, like if a parent walks in struggling, that kid will walk in struggling and you'll hear mm. about it in prayer requests for oh, sure. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, as you were sharing that, how cool is it for you that you get to be a witness to when Jesus talks about having a childlike faith? Yeah. Right? Like hmm. even in the youth group, right, it's it's already, you know, personalities are formed mm-hmm. Uh, preconceived notions are obviously there in their minds, how they, the way they want to treat people, all these things. They want to be cool. Right. You can already see that. But for you, you get to see what an authentic, authentic. literally a childlike Mm -hmm. faith of loving Jesus and being honest and being open and and willing to do all, like you said, they don't really have a comfort zone to step out of. Everything is real. uh, Right. So I think that's so cool. And it's just funny because when you were speaking, I, I kept hearing the the Brandon Lake song, House of Miracles, when it's yes. talking about that and you hear you know, the kids cheering. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just funny because I think for myself, I've always been like, heck no, children's ministry, keep me away. Like, where's my 39 and a half inch pole to keep them <laughs> far away from me? Um, but hearing, I guess, already just that perspective, it's like, wow, yeah. what a what a blessed opportunity to, to be a part of that and 
have your hand in kind of forming that as well. That's awesome. And uh, yeah. like those kids, when I started, uh, I don't teach every Sunday, but I made a commitment to it that they're going to see me every Sunday. Mm-hmm. They're going to, I'm going to greet them or do, yeah, I do worship with them pretty much every Sunday. I do it with every Sunday, but like uh, that continuity of Miss Amy at the door, I, you know, I can't wait to see you. I, I just want them to always know that like I'm a constant, mm-hmm. you know, and honestly, it, they bring me a lot of joy. We have an awesome group of kids right now. And I say that every year. <laughs> I do. But they're special. Yeah. And, and you're right about kids. Like they're just, sometimes if I'm not with them and like, get me back to mm. children's ministries, get mm. me back. Like, and I know I'm recording and I, I love our church and everybody in it, but sometimes adults can be very taxing for me. <laughs> for real. Yep. Like, yeah. okay, I'm done. Get I was going to ask you, do you feel like now that you've spent so much time in children's ministry, like it's easier to hang out with children than it is adults? <laughs> well, Which I think you kind of already answered yeah. that question. And I've been a mom a long time and I have a, a big group of kids. Like my kids are all four, the Trevor's the oldest, but like the four girls were right there, stair step. So I'm used to having like, the little, I'm the little mama duck with all the little babies, you know, like (laughs) I love that, you know, Mm. and I love, and my girls serve in children's too. And I'm seeing in them that same, those same characteristics, like they're excellent teachers and, you know, they can, they know how to teach the gospel to these kids. So that brings me great joy too, to watch my kids, my girls do it. That's that's something I want to ask that you brought it up, right? Is like, um, like we talked about you and, and CJ serving every part, but now mm-hmm. your girls are serving like in, and yeah, your girls mm-hmm. are serving in children's, your other daughters in the nursery mm-hmm. and everything. So how, how has serving in whatever capacity as a family, like just brought you guys closer? hundred percent. Like when we did the church plant, they were little, so they were, you know, they were going to Sunday school, this and that. And then when I when we came back here and I took the position, I they were little still, and they came here with me. You know, when I was working on projects or whatever, they were with me side by side, and they naturally just kind of and we prayed over it. Believe me, like CJ and I wanted them to find their place in church, and like Madeline broke off from children's because she wanted to be on the media, you know, and mm-hmm. help Dylan. And she's that, been a huge help. Yeah. Like, and all she the time. likes that. <laughs> and she'll come in um, if I'm short or, or she, cause some of her students from preschool come mm-hmm. on Sunday. So she'll come over there too. Um, but we wanted them to land where they want to be. Mm. I never, we never pushed them. We never told them yeah. they had to serve. We just wanted to set an example and we just, you know, just pray for the Holy Spirit to work in them. And then they like Lindsay, she'll admit it. She's not a kid person, <laughs> but she runs the, you know, the music for me. And then she'll go to service or take pictures for mm-hmm. you, Josh, or whatever. But like, she's not real hands on in children's. I'm like, that's okay. Yeah. Go where you want to go because we all have our spiritual gifts and that they're not all going to be always together. But I'm thankful that we're under the same roof serving somewhere. Hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. I think that's something that that this church really has a lot of is just 
families serving in different yeah. capacities. And, and a lot of it is like not necessarily in the same places. Nope. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just thinking about us, us in this room, right? Like Nate is over, over the hospitality and, and Carly, his wife is on welcome center mm-hmm. and what else does she do? Well, I do youth group <laughs> and she does youth yeah. group. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. yeah. Um, and my, my wife co-leads our young adult ministry with me and she also was on the worship team before I ever was. And I, yeah, I got the hot worship chick, um, but, uh, <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> um, and then it's, Dylan, your entire family carries yeah. every Sunday. I know. <laughs> the Stevens tech yeah, team. We're, we're also very involved here too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. I was gonna say you're, um, both your sisters are on the worship team. One of them drums for me literally every single week. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's really cool to see like in this place, and I'm sure it's the same in a lot of other churches, our size maybe bigger, maybe smaller, mm-hmm. where like we see families just serving all together. Yeah. And um, I think that's really encouraging and really vital for instead of just one person to be doing something and the rest of like like you were saying at the beginning, right? Like one person doing it and the rest of people just being kind of fine with just hanging out Yeah, is um, to be involved as a family in a church is such a, a vital thing for the church community and for your family. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. hundred percent. So, right. As we've been, as we've been talking about the rewarding things, mm-hmm. uh, now we get the fun part of what's some of the most challenging parts of children's ministry, which I'm sure there's like none of, right. I'm sure it's all <laughs> <laughs> sunshine and rainbows 24 seven. Uh. Every Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it kind of depends on the season. You know, it's like, we're coasting really nicely right now, you know? And um, sometimes the challenge is me personally, you know, just Mm. um, Sundays can be really tough for me. You know, there's a lot of moving things. We have a lot of animals trying to get out the door. And I always feel like the enemy's like, yeah, you're going to, I'm going to have you. I literally fell down the stairs one Sunday. It's like you, I get (sighs) so you know, I'm sure you all feel that way sometimes. Yeah. We do have big red X's on our back. Mm-hmm. We really do. Yeah, and I true. think sometimes Sundays, getting my mind in the right mindset to teach, I feel you. CJ will back me. He's like, yeah, you get pounded sometimes on Sundays. And I'm like, okay, it must be really good Sunday. <laughs> yeah. It's got. It's gonna have to be. It's gonna be something really special is going on because he's fighting a little harder to keep me, even like grumpy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, it's funny that you mentioned that because like sometimes the biggest, like even just a normal Sunday on a worship just service, anything special we try to do, there's always something that inevitably goes wrong, mm-hmm. and like. It could have been going smoothly for literally months in zero services that have problems. And all of a sudden, our lights are down. Yeah. Uh, the sound system's glitching out. And like, it, yeah. it's this such a perfectly timed type of, well, in a bad way, perfectly timed <laughs> yeah. uh, thing that it's like, it's just a reminder of how hard the enemy will fight and just try to break in us and break as many things as possible that we use as tools Mm-hmm. um to try to stop this but that's when we i kind of feel like 
whenever that stuff does happen, after I finally get my bearings and I'm not yeah. panicking, uh, I realize like, hey, this is going to be a powerful service. Yep. Keep your eyes <laughs> open for what God's about to do. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I agree. I, I even feel the same way like the weeks that I got to preach always happens to be the same week that whatever the topic is, is I'm really struggling. Uh, I oh, remember, I remember, um, we had just done a series called the seven, uh, seven deadly sins. It was about villains and I was preaching on wrath and it was to wrap out that series. And it was almost like every day that week, it was just a test of like, Oh, get mad at that. Oh, yeah. That should annoy you. The amount that I got cussed out that week by no. Nate <laughs> <laughs> was zero, actually. No. Yeah. But but it's just funny that um, I know, right? No no ministry is excluded. No person in ministry is excluded nope. from the challenges. Uh, like you said, the attacks. I mean, absolutely. The the more that you're doing for the kingdom, the more that you know the enemy acknowledges that and is like, okay, yep. I see how you want to play. But yeah. it's so true what you said about it's not about the target it's about man if the enemy is working this hard to try and get me to trip up something good must be mm -hmm. at the brisk and you know ending off of that sermon a few weeks later we had a guy come into the office who was like i want to be baptized because the message on wrath brought to my face that wow. that's not how i need to live and i need to know jesus i need to find that peace and trust him when things go bad and know that. And I was just like, whoa, you know, that was uh, a harder Same. week of my life, just emotionally and mentally change somebody, right. Just to see that. And so all that to say, yeah. I, I agree with you. Mm. Yeah. Because I set the tone, you mm. know, I, we set the tone, you mm -hmm. set the tone yeah. with your worship team and your media, you know, like, and if we come in there, you know, it's, I sometimes will sit in my car and just take a minute and just pray like, mm -hmm. you know, my, your will, not mine. Mm. Like I can get very, things have to be a certain way and, and I want things done a certain way. But the one thing that I love about God putting me with children, they don't care. Yeah, <laughs> They don't care at all. And mm -hmm. the things, and I learn from that, believe it or not, I learn from that. Like they don't even notice when I mess up or if I think, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're so forgiving. Mm. And so I know those hard Sundays, and that's a challenge. And I, and I'm gonna just piggyback off that a little bit. Like, you know, I, and I don't want to offend anybody with this, but you know, competing with Sunday events, sports, and that's frustrating. That yeah. that's a challenge. Like when the spring comes, because. We've had such wonderful lessons when we're all together. Mm -hmm. We're all together. Like, I, you know, this Sunday I had all the kids together. We were missing a few and they're back. And it was like, wow. And then you hold on, you hold on. And then summer comes and I drive by the fields coming to church, you know, and it's like, that can be really frustrating. Mm -hmm. But I don't. I don't ever want to be, I don't want anybody to think that I'm judgy about that, you know, but I, I just want them in church first and then have your mm. afternoon or, you know, yeah, hmm. you can edit that out. But. <laughs> no, I mean, I think, I think that's a good point though. When, especially like the momentum that it feels like that's, yes, you know, as in the church quote unquote calendar, right. It's always from like January to may ish may is sometimes april yeah is mm -hmm. like the highest yeah. and you know in the 
the past couple of weeks, we've had the highest attendance that we've yeah. had on average and everything. And we're like, okay, sweet. We're going, we're going great. Easter hits. Sweet. Boom. It's everyone's out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, <Yep>. um, <clears throat> and right. It's, it's like, okay, we know that people have vacations. We know that people have things to do on Sundays, but it, it sometimes is just, it punches you in the gut. It does. Yeah. yeah. Cause they're going to get, no matter if I have two kids or 30, they're still getting the lesson. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. still getting the full lesson, but it's when you're together and when you have that big group of kids and you can do breakout sessions and things together, that really is an impactful Sunday, you know, message for the kids, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I just feel like we, it's, Sometimes, you know, church isn't like it's an option. It's not like Yeah. We're it's going. another it's another thing to do on a Sunday if you yeah. if you're not busy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I love all I love all you guys. I'm not being touchy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a good perspective and I, I remember talking with the parent actually as soon as they had dropped off their kids at um kids zone. I don't yeah. know, I forget the official term. Um but you know, and I was talking to them just like, hey, you know, we missed your kids at youth group, you know, this last week. And they're like sports. It's taken over everything, man. It's it's moved into Saturdays. It's moving into Sundays. And so just making that challenge and that commitment yeah. to just say, like, church does come first for me and my family. So, yeah, mm. which um, I think kind of tying into this com- conversation and this topic, I wanted to ask in your perspective, Amy, what would you say are the three most vital attributes or needs in children's ministry and why? So attributes would be like, you know, personality. What what do you need as a person? And then what do you need physically, people, mm-hmm. pr- program, curriculum, whatever? What do you think would be like the most three vital needs in that area? First and foremost, you have to be um, Christ-centered and... Um, and I don't want to say, oh, you have to be an expert. I mean, I learn every Sunday along with them. When I'm preparing for lessons, I can be teaching the same thing that I did last year, but then I something new I learn from it too. So mm-hmm. I don't I think some people hesitate to want to join children's because they're like, oh, I don't know enough. Mm. Well, I don't throw anybody in. Like you shadow me and or the Bertrands or, you know, like but first and foremost, have the willingness to say, yes, Lord, like, and keep it Christ-centered. And you have to have energy, like, yeah. honestly. Like, <laughs> you guys all see me at camp. <laughs> That's great. You have to have energy. You have, yeah. to, you have, have to have energy till the last day. To the last, <laughs> yeah. Amen. Yeah. Um, and then I'm not off my couch for a week. But um, <laughs> you have to have enthusiasm for the Lord. Mm. You know, the one thing you can't, have is parents dropping their children off to doom and gloom you gotta have the spirit of you gotta have it ready like let's go we're gonna learn but you know that excitement that enthusiasm um like you have to be you have to know how to compromise you have to have the ability to control your classroom too because kids you know they'll you'll give them one little inch and they're off and you have in order to get everything that you need to get done you have to be able to say no and set healthy boundaries and it's still important i know it's church but it's still like this is where they learn a lot mm-hmm. about respect and how the lord wants you to conduct yourself 
Because I always say, be the light when you leave here. Be the light. You are representing Jesus. Be the light in your sports. Be the light in your school. Be the li- Help out your mom and dad. Don't fight them when they ask you to do something. Like, it's not just an hour and a half of play. It's instruction for life, too, that I want them to carry on with them. I've, I've always wondered, right, when talking about um, youth group or children's ministry or anything, like, how do you make it where it's directed and where kids don't do whatever the heck they want to do and take complete advantage, but also make it something that doesn't just feel like school again and, mm-hmm. and make them want to come back. Um, so is there like kind of disciplinary actions that you have to take? And if so, like what, what are they so that kids don't get tired of, yeah. of, you know, feeling like they're just in trouble, but also mm-hmm. not like they have free reign to do whatever. Yeah. So a lot of this is how I parented too. So I let them know my expectations. You need to be a good steward. This is your church too. Mm-hmm and we're gonna take care of it. And these are the things that I expect from you. I'm talking about the older kids, you know, like my first through fourth graders, fifth graders, the little ones, you know, we, we just start working with them, but yeah. they still have to clean up, you know. Yeah. But, you know, no bullying, no language, like, but I always do it in a way that they know that I love them, that I give second, third, fourth chances, but there are consequences. Hmm. And you won't partake in certain things if you can't manage yourself and things like that. Hmm. Um, And I, it's just, I'm very naturally a mom. And I look at these little ones for the hour and a half that I have as an aunt, I guess. I'm not their mom. (laughs) But I, you know, I just think I know for a fact kids need structure. Yeah. They have to have it. And they're not going to learn from somebody that can't how can you learn if the classroom's completely out of control nobody Mm. and there are kids that I know them so well that I know okay we're not you two aren't sitting by each other today Mm -hmm. we'll try again next week or you know (laughs) it's just those um the boundaries the um reassure them that look you're just having you know you're fine but because they do, they feel sorry. They're upset. Like, if I call them out on something, they don't want to let me down. I'm like, we're good. We're yeah. just going to do it again. Yeah. We'll try again. Or if somebody's really having a hard time, I ask them to be my helper. And then a light switch goes off. Because the last thing a kid needs to feel when they are having behavioral issues is that they don't matter. So if I say, hey, so-and-so, I need you to help me pass out some papers. Will you do that with me today? Yeah. And it's like, all of a sudden, they, feel they, responsibility. Have, a, they have a responsibility mm. that they matter. So, that's good. I think that's true for not only kids, but I agree for for other people in the church who, dude, for adults. No, that's what I mean for <laughs> yeah. for adults who can not necessarily have behavioral issues, right? <laughs> but people that might give you problems or yeah. um, be complaining about things mm-hmm. or you know whatever it is if i think if you if you start to give them responsibilities that's that light bulb is, is switched of like oh well i can't just sit back and and complain about things now right <laughs> right i have uh-huh. to exactly i have to actually do the do, thing do the hmm. thing yeah mm-hmm. and i think that's a that's a hard part of ministry because you don't want to you don't want to reward the bad behavior of like oh so 
you know, this kid is bullying a bunch of other kids. So let me have him be mm-hmm. special and helping out yeah. take papers. And this adult is bad mouthing the church. So let me have him, you know, come up and give announcements or something. Right. Yeah. Like it's it's a hard um, it's a hard balance, but it's also sometimes exactly what that person yeah. needs. I think yeah. it's a good reminder and challenge of grace. Yes. And what that looks like. Yeah. Especially in a church, I think people come in with the with this preconceived notion of like you can do no wrong in a church. Right. <laughs> and it's like, no, th- there's still standards, there's still <laughs> dare I say rules, mm-hmm. right? But that doesn't mean, you know, we're going to strike you the minute you're wrong. Right. right? It's just and I think you bring a good perspective of what that looks like across the board of how to handle that because I think even for myself with the youth group or sometimes meeting with adults I'm like I don't want to be your parent because you're like twice my age for the adults and I'm not your parent for the youth but you still I still need to help you kind of figure out how to mature and grow and so I think that's a good and you're right a lot of times people think anything any behavior like they gotta love me they Mm -hmm. gotta accept me but it doesn't mean that the whole entire classroom has to be um, chaotic because you're having a bad day. Right. So it's very important to set expectations right in the beginning. Hmm. So what would you say is your process for planning major events? So, for example, the summer camp Mm -hmm. or the trunk or treat? First, I pray. (laughs) (laughs) Good answer. (laughs) First, I pray. Um, and I start real early with camp, like I've already started for July. Um, and, oh, just time management, making sure everything's rolling, staying flexible, though, because things are always going to change along the way. But getting myself prepared, I, I want to be able to answer any question that is asked of me. So I want to make sure that I read the curriculum, that I understand the con- you know our purpose in this camp because every year is different. There's a lot of same, but there's a lot of different. So I kind of I gotta make sure that I know the material. So it's easier for me to um, prepare if I actually know what I'm preparing for. And then I then go to my go tos, give them the dates. I you know I already sent you the date, got my date, reached out to my main leaders, and we start rolling. But um, I try not to be a one-man show. And sometimes that's hard for me where I want to just do it. You know, just I'll do it. I'll do it. So last year I really just kind of let some things go. And it was great. And I can't wait to do that again. Like hand it off. Because the thing is, like I won't hand everything off. But like (laughs) um, a lot of things that I'm not gifted in. You know, that I, it was almost like, why are you even trying, Amy? Like, you're not good at this. Hand it off. You know, like, Mm. I got to be open to that. Like, you're, no, somebody is going to do it a lot better than you. So I'm learning to just let things go um, because you see then how God works in other people and their spiritual gifts are ignited and it just makes camp so much better. And I, I want to say I do it every year, but there are times where I didn't have a lot of volunteers, you know, so mm-hmm. I had to put on different hats and stuff. But I always start with prayer, and then I am very, I, I am very old school. I do a lot of paper and pen organizing <laughs> that, 
and then I start um, really after Easter getting in and getting situated and organized for camp. Hmm. Yeah. What's what's one of the favorite things that you do in terms of events or that you have done um, just in the church other than just a Sunday morning? I love camp. I love camp. <laughs> I I don't know what it is, but well, I know what it is. It's I love having my very best friends serving alongside me mm-hmm. too. I love having seeing the kitchen full of people with the dursines and everybody laughing in the fellowship. We love that too. Yeah, because that, they that feed means us so we well. get good food. Yeah. You know, we're <laughs> so taken care of, um, and I just love all of it. You know, it's, it is a lot of work, but it's like, um, when you see it all come to fruition and the kids walk in the door and then like the, um, the crew leaders who used to be my students when they were really little, they're now serving and loving it and laughing and dancing goofy. I mean, I, (laughs) I become a kid again in so many ways and I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah. That's awesome. And I love Fall Fest. You know, we're developing that every year, you know, and um, sometimes we're developing too far and we got to tone the haunted house down. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Last year was funny. It was. Uh, yes, we probably should talk about the haunted house at some point. Um, but I also get it. Like, we don't want to reach just kids, we want to get those preteen and teens connected too. But. <laughs> Those of you that told us, we heard you yeah. about the haunted house. We're sorry for scaring you with the doll room. We know that was bad. <laughs> yeah, it was spooky. We it scared was, some adults. We made we made some adults scream. Yeah. Yep. yeah. It was just a moment of weakness that we just did our own thing. And I don't know about for. weakness. Well, I think that was a strength. That was pretty dope. Just not for a church. There, there, a weakness in terms of self-control. We didn't. We, we could have yeah. held back, and we didn't. So. Well, Amy, uh, kind of transitioning from the conversation of uh, working specifically and directly in the children's ministry, I kind of want this question. I want to broaden to um, working on the staff level. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we love working with you. I think you bring a fresh perspective to the table. I think you help us feel okay about mm-hmm. our perspectives on the table. <laughs> um, but just kind of want to pick your brain, right? Based upon your ministry. How do you see that impacting your perspective and what you bring to the table for like staff meetings? Um, and do you think the voice of children's pastors and ministers on a team or staff meeting is advocated enough for? Mm. It's kind of like a two-part question. That's good. Right? Where do you see your ministry influencing kind of what we do as a church? And do you think there should be more of that? Mm. Oh, that is a good question. <laughs> because sometimes I can be an island you know, I work from home. I do love to come in and see you guys. I love our staff. I just love it. You know, we're all different generations too, not you guys, but like, <laughs> I love it that we can all just like have fun together, yeah. you know, but we, our the common ground is Jesus. Like we all love the Lord. That's our common denominator. And we just really have a great time together serving our church. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, you know, I don't really need an office in the church in the, with you guys or anything, but I do enjoy when we work together. Um, and it's nice for me not to be an island sometimes, you know, cause I really, my office is the classroom. That's where I do a lot of my work or at home. 
But I think it's very important to have um, the children's director, you know, perspective in a staff meeting too, mm -hmm. because um, just what I see, I know some people think Sunday school is like glorified babysitting. It is not. <laughs> it is not. Mm -hmm. Like I said earlier, like the kids come in, like adults come in heavy, kids come in heavy. And that kind of like, how do I manage the classroom? I will ask a child that's having a hard morning, are you hungry? Or do you need something mm -hmm. to drink? Do you need a couple minutes? You know, and I think sometimes the adults that run into coffee or if they need a minute, like, they're, they're all carrying in something. And I'm just training up the little people of the church who will eventually be, you know, hopefully, Lord willing, leaders of the church or, mm -hmm. you know. So mm -hmm. I think having that perspective is important. And children should be considered for, um, children's ministries should be considered for events and different things as well. Because um, they are just the little people of our church. Hmm. And they're the people, they're people too. Yeah, I think it's it's vital to have that um, that perspective, right? Is because mm -hmm. we can we can know what goes on in big church, and that's <laughs> but, what we refer to you guys. People, <laughs> in, we pray for the people in big church. That's awesome. <laughs> Amazing. Um, we can we can see what goes on in there, mm -hmm. right? But we have no idea <laughs> what's yeah. what's happening over on the other side. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was really funny how you how you brought up at the very kind of very beginning about what you guys were talking about this past Sunday about friendship and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, because it is such a dichotomy from what we were talking about in big church, right? You guys were talking about friendship and, yes. and everything. And we were talking about hell. Yes. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah. Um, and right. Like somehow it all relates. Um, because we talk about, uh, hell in church, then our, um, young adult group it wasn't planned we we talked about god's just um and hell with that and then telling your friends about that because you don't yeah. want them to go and right. but you guys are talking about friendships and just seeing everything kind of combined yeah. together even if it doesn't really make sense mm -hmm. um and we didn't plan it no yeah yeah um, by any means yeah. yeah and so just seeing you know in a in a staff meeting mm -hmm. or, or whatever um, just the different perspectives that, that all of that can bring to just get the church together as a whole. Yeah. Um, so we have one last, last question for you okay, today, okay. children's related, uh, before we end. And it's simply just what piece of advice would you have to someone who's thinking about going into children's ministry? Hmm. Get ready to have your life completely changed. Like, Ooh. really changed. Be prepared. Because um, Jesus loves kids. And you, like, you, it is, I mean, there are times, and I, I cry easy I, I sometimes, but there are times where I get so choked up looking at them, watching them, you know. You know, we start in the basics sometimes, like how to look up a Bible verse. Mm -hmm. Is this Old Testament, New Testament? And just just be prepared to absolutely look at the Lord. You come to the Lord as a child almost, like, and to see that. And even our worship, you know, I know you hear probably some of our loud music going on, but we bring it down to, like, hymns too. Nice. They worship on a level I don't see very many adults do. 
Mm. Like when you see their facial expressions, we were singing the old rugged cross on Sunday. And I literally, I was getting choked up watching two brothers, how they were worshiping. And it was so sincere and it was so pure and it was so, they were having a complete moment where I'm like, thank you, Lord, for putting me here. Like, Mm. thank you that I get to witness this. Wow. So I would just say, um, you know, just be prepared to see Jesus in a whole different way with kids. I really appreciate that you call it worship, mm-hmm. right? When you when you guys do songs, because I know a lot of other places, camps, whatever, that, that just, they might call it worship or whatever, but but it's just the song portion and it's just, okay. Sing song let's, time. Yeah, let's yeah. just sing VeggieTales and <laughs> or... Um, Whatever. <laughs> Let's just sing some some yeah. songs and call it a day. Mm-hmm. But from what I've seen from camp and from you know yeah. just walking in on Sundays is like the actually bringing it down and like like oh, you just yeah. said singing the rugged cross. Like yeah. not many not many children's ministries do that, and it's it's the intentionality of like no this is actual worship rather than let's let's just take up fifteen minutes of dancing for right for yep. songs that say something about yeah. Jesus. Right. And when we do worship, they have to put their arms out. They need this much space <laughs> from each other because it's a personal moment. I yeah. want them to be have a personal moment. Now the three-year-olds don't do that. But <laughs> the older kids know, like they know. And even the cool kids in the back, they worship. And mm. that that's really precious to me. I think it, even just what you're sharing shows the level of intentionality that goes into mm-hmm especially children's ministry. I think, like, I mean, I think I've I've definitely heard that before about, oh, children's ministry, that's just babysitting on a Sunday, right? Yeah. But I think it's just beautiful to hear your intentional commitment to making it, like you said, a little church. I mean, it's, it, is, it's, yeah. it is a little Sunday school. It's a little it's, Sunday school. It's committing to teaching, and, and I'm reminded of the passage in Deuteronomy 6 about, like, raise up the children mm-hmm. to know my laws and my commandments, to to have it mm-hmm. on their hearts day and night. And I think it's so cool. I mean, truthfully, I didn't expect it, but th- just hearing you kind of share about it definitely changed my perspective of like, mm. maybe I've been so hard about, <laughs> I don't want to do children's ministry. And I know I'm not called there, right? I'm not going to start doing, I'm not going to start jumping in. You mean but, I can't put you on the rotation? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if I can fit that in the schedule. But, <laughs> but even just like, wow. Like what a what a mindset shift to go from like oh, you know those are just kids what do they know it's like wow what a what a blessed opportunity um, to instill in them like you said uh, parts of the Christian faith that some adults don't even get mm-hmm. and like how cool is that to have such a hand in that and I think it's just cool because you are very intentional about that and it's just who you are right it's not a forced. I have to do this. It's like, no, that's just who you are yeah. and you get to do it. And I think that's, I think that's pretty that's solid. <laughs> so all glory to God because yeah. I need him every, every Sunday and, and before like to prepare for your lesson, you know, it's not the night before, you know, and I, I need him. Like mm. I, there are times where I'm like, well, I can't, how am I going to figure that out? And I think, you know, he just, I'm his vessel. Like he's working through me Mm. and I know, and I see it. And like I said, and I haven't even talked about the student helper program that just grew organically 
mm-hmm. too. That, you know, when they graduate out and go to youth group, they're welcome to come and serve. And that's a whole different blessing for me too, to see them come in and know how things are run and, you know, wow. Talk and, about being able to see the fruits. And that's God. Mm. Yeah. He loves children. He loves children. So. I think just as we're, as we're wrapping up, one of the coolest things that I still remember about um, just children's ministry from what I've, what I've seen with you is a couple of years ago, we did a video during camp um, just asking like, hey, asking the kids, what's, what's your favorite part of camp? And we got a lot of the bounce houses yeah. and hanging out with my friends and, and whatever. We got a lot of learning about Jesus and God, which I, it always <laughs> cracks me up. Um, but uh, one of the most ones that stood out forever is, is a kid now who's in, who's in youth group and your nephew. Um, I was like, what's, or it was the question was that, but it was also, um, if you could ask God one thing, oh, right. I remember this. And some of the other kids were like, um, what color is heaven or, you know, whatever. And, yeah. and he goes, um, uh, let's see. He goes, I'd probably say like, what's it like to be like the all powerful ruler of the universe? <laughs> That's so Dylan. I was like, I love bro, it. what? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Name. <laughs> yeah. And like just the, the realization of like, these kids are not just going through the motions of, oh, no, they absorb of, everything. Yeah. They're not just like, Jesus is cool. Yay. It's like, no, they're saying like these deep theological questions about omnipotence just without necessarily yeah. using the words. Yeah. Right. And that's, yeah, that just, Oh, yeah. Massively stuck out to me. Some of the questions I get, it's, wow, you're really listening. You're really paying attention to this. Yeah. They're really cool. Yeah. I mean, and they're squirrely, too, sometimes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes I'm like, yeah, I'm out of (laughs) here. Well, Amy, we want to thank you so much for... um, Thank you, guys. ...you know, joining us this morning and... Yeah, it's so it's fun. really a blessing. I can't stress it enough. It's really a blessing to serve with you and I feel your, the same your way. family. I mean, to get to know all of them is is a is a pleasure and a blessing. So Thank you. we're thankful for you. And please don't go anywhere anytime soon because <laughs> <laughs> we can't do this without. Don't go you, plant baby. another church. Yes. No. <laughs> no. I'll talk to CJ we're myself if here. I have to. No. <laughs> no, we want to be here. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Well, thank um, you guys. We, we usually close every podcast with like a question of the week. So do you have one for us? Would you like to ask us a question of the week? We'll, we'll spice it up here. <laughs> oh, man, I had it. <laughs> Would you rather be stuck overnight in a dark church? Oh, gosh. <laughs> a movie theater or a haunted house? Oh, what, um, how old is the church? I would say Civil War era. Oh, God. <laughs> can I, second question, can I watch movies at the movie No. Theater? Do they have popcorn at the movie? Oh, let me add to this. You can only bring two things with you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, this, this is, is good. This is an intense question. <laughs> This is what we get for bringing up our uh, haunted house <laughs> fiasco. Because <laughs> we've all talked about how sometimes when we're alone in the church, things yes. get a little spooky. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, I'm gonna say 
I'm going to say a haunted house because they're meant to be creepy. Okay. And like, I've you know, all the creepy gets out earlier. Yeah. So, and the two things I'm going to bring with me is going to be a, um, a big old flashlight and an electrician so that he can turn on the lights. <laughs> turn on the lights. <laughs> good, good move. I was going to say, I think I would choose the movie theater in hopes that like, there's still popcorn or somethings or like the snack. The, the soda stand. machines still work. Yep. Um, and hopefully the movies. I think I would bring a giant Bible to ward off any evil spirits. Um, Amen. And a really comfy sleeping bag. Because so, if I just sleep through it overnight, you'll get through. Nothing is scary because yep. I'm knocked out. Yeah. And just with the Bible, Bible as I you. say, with the Bible on top of me, You're ain't good. nothing touching me. I'll no. be okay. And you got your snacks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'll say. Probably the old Civil War church, just because I do like to explore like old, creepy, abandoned places. It's one of my little side hobbies that me and a buddy like to occasionally do. Mm-hmm. So I'm not I'm not unfamiliar with that, but I'd also bring a big old Bible because I've seen some creepy stuff, uh, and big old flashlight because or I want to be able camera. to see. Yeah, maybe that. Yeah. <laughs> I, wait, I have a I have a flashlight attached to my go. camera. There you go. So there boom, you go. life hack. Want to take some pictures? Amy, what sure. would yeah. you choose? I would. Dylan, what Dylan? Uh-huh. I like historical. I would bring my Bible for sure, <laughs> for uh-huh. sure, and a bottle of water because <laughs> I gotta stay hydrated. That's a bottle water. of holy water, <laughs> yeah, yes. holy water. Maybe a can of Lacroix. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that'll definitely keep the evil spirits yeah. away. <laughs> but I would definitely do the historical. That's yep. awesome. Nice. That's good. Well, thanks again. And, and uh, we just want to close out in prayer now yeah. together. Father, I just thank you for this time. And I thank you for um, the gift of ministry, right? It's not just one avenue of doing one thing over and over, but there's such variety and there's such reach in ministry for um, the elderly in the church down to the children mm-hmm. as well. And so, Lord, we just thank you that you care about each and every phase of our life um, from being a newborn to being a toddler and a child, all the way to our last breath. You are with us and reaching us and calling us to you. And so, Lord, I just want to pray um, for those uh, children's pastors and children's ministers, directors, whatever they're called out there, Lord, that um, you encourage them, that what they're doing is fruitful and for you, um, that you strengthen them to to get through it and, and to be able to commit to it and be intentional um, Lord, but I also pray that we see fruits in our churches, uh, in the raising up of the next generation, um, that we invest in our children, that we invest in the little people of mm-hmm. our church, because they will be the future of what you've been building. So, Lord, we just thank you for this time. We thank you for your knowledge and wisdom and for the way that you lead us to do things that we can only do in your name. We love you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Amen.